I'm reading from Romans chapter 8. There is therefore, thank you for standing, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. John 8, 36 says this, If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. If the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. Peter picked up the pen in his epistle, and he wrote in chapter 5 and verse 8 of 1 Peter, some very sobering words and some things that we all could quote by heart, no doubt. But he said this, and I'm just going to be very simple with you today. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And then one other scripture. I was reading in the scriptures just a few days ago. The scripture came to me again in the book of Amos. And this is what it said. Thus saith the Lord, Amos chapter 3, verse 12, by the way. Thus saith the Lord, as the shepherd taketh out of the mouth of the lion two legs or a piece of an ear, so shall the children of Israel be taken out that dwell in Samaria in the corner of a bed and in Damascus in a couch. As the shepherd taketh out of the mouth of the lion two legs and a piece of an ear. I want to preach to you for just a few minutes today. I promise you I will not be long but I want to preach to you from this subject, it's never too late. It's never too late. Never. You may be seated. Amen. Simon Peter writes to us timeless words of advice that we need to be ready and be sober our minds needs to be serious and we need to be vigilant. That word means watchful. You need to be on guard for you have an adversary. And Brother Martin Bustard spoke somewhat of him here last Sunday morning. What a powerful service we had. But he spoke about Lucifer, Satan, the devil, whatever name you want to hang on him. But I'm here to tell you today, that he's still our adversary. The Bible didn't say he was a roaring lion. The Bible said he walks about as a roaring lion. He, he's, not, he's not the king of the beast, by the way, but he likes to project himself as being more than he is. I am not here to tell you that he is not a powerful force because the Scripture calls him the prince and the power of the air. So he's powerfully created by God. He was an angel that worshiped God at one time. Lucifer was his name, son of the morning, that was cast out of heaven for trying to make himself equal with God. You and I are no match for the devil by ourselves. It's no great revelation, 
but the God of this world calls him, the, or the, the, the Bible calls him the God of this world and the prince and the power of the air. Every evil thing in your life, in my life, in this world is of the devil. Every evil thing. Did you hear what I said? Every murder, every robbery, every beating, every war, every <laughs> injustice, every time the innocent is, is attacked. It is an attack of that one that walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He's at work in this generation more than any generation heretofore. Let me tell you something. The devil knows what the Bible said. The devil can read the signs of prophecy just like you can. He knows his time is limited. And so he has unleashed an all-out attack to take every soul to hell that he possibly can. He's not so interested in those today that are out in the world and, and they're in the joints and they're in the clubs and they're in the party life. He's not so interested in those that are on drugs and alcohol and illicit sex and, uh, and per permissive lifestyles. That's not what he's after today. Let me tell you what he does. He comes to church every time the doors are open. He comes in your house every time he gets a chance to do that. He wants to destroy. The Bible said this about him. He is here to kill, to steal, and to destroy. Does anybody believe that today? I tell you what, he's nervous as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rocking chairs here this morning because our worship has driven him out of this building. Let me tell you, our worship will put him out of here. Our worship will put him out of this place. Our worship will drive him to the parking lot. He may be standing there waiting on you to get in your car, but when our hallelujah start going up and the praise starts making its way to heaven, the devil gets nervous. The you don't believe that. The Bible said he trembles at the sound of the name of Jesus. You want to make the devil afraid? Just start saying Jesus. I speak the name of Jesus. When we start saying that, the devil says, oh, no. They found what it really takes. They found what really works. I just come to tell you tonight, when we start to this morning, when we start praising God and, and we drive him out of here, the blood of Jesus is applied to lives. And the Lord begins to do what only the good shepherd can do. I read a few scriptures, and I, I, I hope I get time to, to get to all of them. But whoever the Son sets free is free indeed. I believe that scripture. And I also believe there is now no condemnation to them what you're in Christ Jesus. I just come to preach a little simple message here today. I'm not deep. I don't claim to be deep, but I know what the Holy Ghost said to me very early this morning. And when I knelt to pray with tears streaming down my face, asking God to touch somebody that would be in this house today, here's what he said to me. He said, you go tell them that there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ. You don't have to live condemned. You don't have to live with a devil pushing you around. You don't have to live with him taking you down the wrong path. You can stand up on this Sunday morning and the power of God can deliver you and help you over your enemy.
Be sober. Somebody shout, be sober. Be vigilant. You know what that means? You, you got to be serious about this. this. The devil's not playing a game with you, honey. This is real serious business. Y'all don't mind if I just preach a little bit, do you? That, that some folks think that you just come to church on Sunday morning and go through the calisthenics of worship and, and you're okay. You call yourself a Christian and tag that on your name and say, bless God, I'm a member. I'm a Christian. That's more. I want to tell you, living for God is more than claiming to be a Christian. And fighting the devil is more than showing up on Sunday morning. I'm telling you, it's a 24-7 battle. It's 365 days of every year and even 366 on a leap year. I'm telling you, he never quits. So you got to be sober and be vigilant and watchful because if you don't, he will take you out. That's no great, that's no great revelation. We know that, but we need to be reminded of that. But here's what Amos the prophet said. He was talking about Israel, and I know that, but he was he was giving us a a, a view of the Lord because we know that he is the chief shepherd. We know that Jesus is the shepherd. Are you right? Are you with me? I'm right. Jesus is our chief shepherd. Now, he gives us under shepherds, and, and when, when the pastor comes and, and he wants to tap you on the shoulder and, and say, hey, where were you and what's going on and how are you, and that's his job. Don't get quiet on me or just say, oh, me, I don't care. I'm trying to drag your carcass into heaven. I'm trying to get you out of this world without going to hell. Amen. Preacher, don't bother me. Let me tell you, you need a preacher to bother you. Pastor, don't, don't, don't come to me like that. You, you have no authority in my life. I'm telling you, if you're a member of this church, I got authority in your life. Oh, it's been a few Sundays since I preached, but I'm here to preach today. And I'm not worried about the time. I'm not worried about what time we get out of here. What I am worried about is getting us ready to go to heaven. Because you see, here's what's happened. While you wasn't watching, some of you in this room right now, some of you have been through hell this very week. I know that, that the devil has given you more than you could that, that you can stand and more than you bargain for and he has torn your life apart. let me tell you what he does he crouches in the bushes of your life and he's waiting for you to come by and if you're not vigilant and you're not sober and you're not watching he jumps and he leaps and he grabs you he will put your skull in his mouth and crush you to death he will put his paws upon you and scratch you and claw you and put his sharp teeth in you until you feel like you are a dying man. You see, you didn't realize it. What was really going on when you didn't take church serious? You didn't realize what was really going on when you thought you were doing okay, and so you just kind of became slack, and your prayer life wasn't what it used to be. And 
the songs didn't move you like they used to move you. There was no tears of repentance in your eyes anymore. And there was no place for you to find God in your life. You got busy. You, When the preacher was preaching, you were bothered because he preached too long. When the singers were singing, you were bothered because it wasn't your song. You 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 got little things that, that all of a sudden are growing. My God, I'm preaching today. Like cancers on the inside of you. And your brain has swirled and thought, well, I'm better than this. And you know what? Why are they doing that? They're no better than I am. Let me tell you something this morning. The devil will monopolize you. He will get in your mind. The greatest thing that you can do is get your head screwed on right. And get the Lord right here between your ears uh, and bring every thought into captivity because he is a master at crushing your dreams. I'm talking about the devil. He's a master at crushing your future. He's a master at destroying your family. He's a master at taking away what you once had. I've come today like the shepherd. I don't care if it's nothing but two legs and a piece of an ear. It's not too late today for God to pick you up had to turn you around. Ha! It's too late for me, preacher. No, it's not. No, it's not. I don't know how I can I tell you how you can make it because the good shepherd came to church this morning. It's not me. I can't change you. But I've got a God that said that he loves you. He don't love me. Yes, he does love you. I don't know why he would love me. I don't either because we're nothing but a ball of sin and we were made out of the dust of this earth. But he loved us so much. He loved us this much. And he gave everything he had for you. Where in the world do you get the idea that God is through forgiving you? Have you not read the scriptures? I reminded the Lord again this week. Lord, your word said your mercies are new every morning. Your word said that your mercies are from everlasting to everlasting. Your mercies endure forever. Hallelujah. I don't know how many times you've had to repent, but for me it's been a lot. I don't know how many times the devil's backed you in a corner, but for me, it's been a lot. Come on now. I'm preaching to you this morning. He is a liar, and I'm here to expose him today. He's the father of every lie. The Bible said there is no truth in him. You can't tell me that the devil is, is, is trying to, when, when you feel all those feelings, those evil things, and, and you're back, you can't tell me he's doing good for you. I'm going to tell you what that is, that spirit of doubt and that spirit of depression and that spirit of, oh, well, I'll just quit, and that spirit of why would the Lord love me, and that spirit, let me tell you, that's of the devil. What you need this morning is an old-fashioned shepherd to walk down and pick you up and say, I don't care if there's nothing left here but two legs and a piece of an ear. I'm going to make something out of you. Hallelujah. If there's life today, you better know that God is looking out for you. It's not over until it's over. 
I could have let this service go today. I could have let the Lord have his way, and, and, and or we could have said that, but I tell you, I didn't feel that. I leaned over and told my wife, it would be very easy right now to give an altar call and for people to keep worshiping, and some of you have already been touched. But I came today to preach to somebody. It's not over, and it's not over, and it's not over, and it's not over. It's never too late. God still loves you. God still wants you. God still reached it for you. You haven't done so much that God won't forgive you. I'm telling you, why don't you give what you got to God today and watch the change that will come about in your life. Hallelujah. I wish I could paint you a picture of a sleek and powerful and crafty and sly adversary that walks around like a roaring lion looking, waiting, ready to snap, ready to leap, ready to take you out, ready to put his jaws around your throat when the blood is gushing out. I'm going to tell you, some of us, he, the Lord picked us up when there wasn't nothing left but, but two legs and a piece of an ear. But Amos said, it doesn't matter if it's just two legs and a piece of an ear. He said, I'm going to get you. The Lord said, I'm going to take care of you. I'm coming to take care of you. Hallelujah. Is there anybody in this room today that can that understand what I'm saying? You've been deep in sin. You've been, you've been to the uttermost parts of sin. But God picked you up. So here's where we are. Watch this. And then so you walk with God, and then you suddenly begin to drift away. I'm preaching to somebody right now. You drift and you drift, and you don't even realize you're drifting. You don't even realize what's going on. You quit praying as much. You quit reading your Bible as much. Church attendance is not as important to you anymore. I know what some of you said when you got in church. Oh, pastor, I'm here. I want to be faithful. I'm going to love God. I'm going to pray. You can count on me. Well, let me tell you what the devil's doing. He's dragging you slowly but surely in his tight jaws of death, and he's dragging you away. I've come to tell you on this Sunday morning what you need to do is let the chief shepherd get a hold of you today and put his arms around you and pull you close to him today. It is not too late. If you're living with condemnation today, you shouldn't be. By God, I feel the Holy Ghost. The devil's lying to you. You don't have to listen to his mess. You don't have to listen to his junk. He, he's not telling you the truth this morning. Mm. I'm not going to preach long, but I feel the Holy Ghost in what I'm saying. Some of you have wandered far away from God. And you want to come home. And you want to be in the hands of God today. But you really don't know if the Lord wants you back. I did not know who would sit in this room today. And I may not know everybody that I'm preaching to today. But you feel just like that one that the lion had got a hold of and ripped to shreds, body parts laying everywhere. And you're just wondering if it's even possible for the Lord to fix you. Let me give you a part of a sermon that I preached years ago. There was two thieves that hung beside Jesus. 
on his left and on his right. One of them, one of them said this. Help me, Toby. Lord, remember me. Remember me. When you come into your kingdom. Listen to me right now. Could it be that he was not talking about the Lord having a mental state to not forget him? But could it be that Jesus being raised in a carpenter's house and becoming the earthly son of a carpenter, could it be that he was saying, Lord, remember me. Put me back together. Take all my broken pieces. Just fix me. Lord, would you remember me? Would you let me feel you taking my mind and my hands and my feet and my heart and all the faculties of my earthly body putting me back together again? It's never too late. As long as there's breath in your body, it's never too late. As long as you're living upon the face of this earth, it's never too late. They came to Jesus and said, Lazarus is dead. Jesus didn't get in any hurry. They said, come on, your friend's dead. He never got in a hurry. And when he did, it took his time. He showed up by the gate four days later. Four days later. Mary and Martha were upset with him and said, if you'd have been here, our brother wouldn't have died. They were friends with Jesus. He'd been in their house. You'd just been here, Lord. Our brother wouldn't have died. You could have saved our brother. He said, your brother's going to live again. And what they said, oh, we believe he's going to live again in that last day, that resurrection. We believe he's going to live again. He said, no, 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 no. You don't understand your brother. It's going to live again. It's, I come to tell you, it's never too late. We're serving a shepherd today that says, if it's two legs and a piece of an ear, I can make, let me tell you, we're talking about one that formed these bodies. We're talking about one that breathed upon us when we were just dust. And he breathed into us the breath of life. And we became living creatures upon this earth. So you got to know that he's not just another doctor. He's not just another shepherd. He's not. He's the creator of man. He's the creator of the universe. He's the creator of all things. And if he did it one time, he can remember you. And he can put you back together. And he can fix your mind. And he can fix your broken heart. And he can fix your broken family. And he can fix the job that is a mess. He can fix every avenue of your life. But you have to be willing to let the shepherd pick you up. All over this house, I'm not even asking you to stand right now. I want every head bowed in this room today. I'm preaching to somebody that's broken. I'm preaching to somebody that's weary. I'm preaching to somebody today that's so tired. You're tired of the devil messing with you. You're tired. You feel like there's hardly anything left. You feel like there's no hope. You feel like, even in our worship today, I felt it. 
I knew the Lord speaking to somebody here. There's some of you in this room right now that, that during this service you already felt the shepherd reach down and pick you up and say, you know what, I still love you. I still want to help you. I still want to fix you. I wonder today, I wonder who it is in this room right now that God is talking to on this Sunday morning. It's never too late. I said it's never too late. You don't have to, you may, be a, you may be a member of this church, but I'm telling you right now, you don't have to live under condemnation. There is no condemnation to them that are in Christ who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. All you got to do is get it right with God, and He will lead you right back into the paths of righteousness. He'll lead you right back to the altar where you can find peace and hope today. I wonder in this room today if there's somebody that you feel like the devil has attacked you and you feel like he shredded your mind and your heart and your spirit. You've even, even, even attacked your family and your kids. He's attacked you. He's attacked you every way that he possibly could. He wants you to quit. He wants you to lie on the battlefield and give up. He wants you to throw your hands up and say, what's the use? But I've come as an apostolic preacher on a Sunday morning to tell you it is never too late with God, with a shepherd that can take two legs and a piece of an ear and put you back together again, and you can walk whole before him. Now we stand all over this house. Who will be the first one to step out from where you are and walk down here? You can kneel, you can stand. There'll be people that will come to pray with you today. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. All over this house, come. All over this house, come. Come quickly, come quickly, come quickly. The devil's lied to you long enough. There's men here, there's women praying, there's people hungry. Hurry, hurry, hurry. Come on now, I haven't preached long, but I've preached truth. I knew the Lord wanted to take care of some issues with somebody here today. He wanted to fix you on this Sunday morning. He wanted to help you on this Sunday morning. God wants to baptize you with fresh fire. He wants to baptize you with fresh anointing. He wants to give you peace beyond the understanding. He wants to help you today. Come on, if you just, you're just tired of the devil being on your trail, come on, walk up here today. Throw your hands up right now. He'll take two legs and a piece of an ear and say, it's never too late. Come on now, there's people praying already. Is there anybody else that wants to hurry? Hurry, hurry. Come, come pray with us today. I know, I know in my spirit today there's some more of you that need help today. I know in my spirit there's some of you that are just inside. You're, you, you feel the pull. And look, it's no shame to come to this altar. It's where you find peace. It's where you find hope. It's where you find joy. Come on, church. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you want to help us pray, come on. If you want to come while everybody else comes, come on. We're going to have great altar service here today.
God, you have never 